I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. Reading from the Gospel of Mark When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt who has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say, The Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing? Untying the colt. They told them that Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead of and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. While he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, As he sat at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment of nard, and she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. But some were there who said to one another, Why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than three hundred denarii, and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me, for you always have the poor with you, and you can show them kindness whenever you wish, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. The Gospel of the Lord Today we mark the beginning of Holy Week. It is Palm Sunday, the day we remember Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Today we also mark the beginning of the third week since Governor Pritzker issued a stay-at-home order for all Illinois. We are all struggling as we adjust to this new normal. We are all hurting from the sacrifices we are making. An open letter from public health leaders published in last Friday's Chicago Tribune acknowledged that no one will escape this pandemic without enduring some kind of loss. Let us also remember those who have lost and those who will lose everything. We have been chosen to suffer so our neighbors might have life. We have chosen to suffer for the lives of our neighbors. 
Suffering was on everyone's mind as Jesus' royal procession triumphantly entered Jerusalem. The road was strewn with hosannas and palm branches as the crowd pleaded, Save us! After the crowd dispersed, Jesus left the city to spend the night in Bethany. He was taken in by Simon the leper, a man who was legally obligated to practice social distancing on account of his skin condition. They were breaking bread together when a woman came in and broke a jar over Jesus' head. The mouth-watering smell of Simon's dinner was instantly overcome by the thick, sweet, flowery smell of a funeral parlor. Outraged, some of Simon's guests began to berate the woman for such extravagant, short-sighted waste. Didn't she know that the jar of ointment represented 84% of the average worker's annual salary? Didn't she know that the jar cost 10 months of rent, utilities, gas for the camel, food, childcare, clothing, and entertainment? I wonder how she would have responded if Jesus let her answer for herself. Would she have reminded them that God anoints prophets, priests, and kings to serve in a special way? Would she have reprimanded them for their own short-sightedness and the terrifying shadow of the cross? Would she have proclaimed God's love for this beloved son, even as she anointed him for his burial? She perceived what everyone else missed. Jesus would serve God by his suffering and death. Ask any confirmand what Christianity's message is, and you'll probably hear the answer, Jesus died for our sins. Jesus' death for sin is one of Christianity's central claims, it is also a source of great pain and confusion for many. Has a child ever asked you why Jesus had to die, or how a loving God could do such a terrible thing to God's own Son? Why couldn't God spare Jesus and just forgive our sins? Why did God need a blood sacrifice, a human sacrifice? Perhaps someone this morning is asking similar questions about the nature and the power of God as we face the greatest public health threat in a century. Shelter in place hasn't been easy on anyone. Businesses are facing challenging economic hurdles. Households are struggling to afford mortgage and rent payments. Hundreds of thousands are filing for unemployment. And for some, home is even more dangerous than COVID-19. Meanwhile, our president warned us to prepare for the deadliest week yet even as governors and hospitals plead for more supplies. It's no wonder that disease has long been associated with demonic rule. It's no wonder that we've often viewed disease as an instrument of God's wrath. How can we love and trust a God who seems so cruel? Perhaps it all comes back to our understanding of the woman's prophetic act at Bethany. What if she didn't anoint Jesus' body for burial because God needed a blood sacrifice? What if she anointed Jesus' body for burial because it was clear that we were going to kill the Messiah? Scripture and the creeds testify that God always planned to take on our flesh. This means that God also always planned to suffer our death. The Messiah's premature death was not part of God's plan for salvation. However, it would not stop God from saving us as promised through the prophets of old. 
God redeemed the Messiah's imminent death by blessing his death for God's use. The scented oil dripping from Jesus' hair prepared his head for a crown of thorns. The fragrant oil running down his beard prepared his mouth for prophetic speech. The floral perfume soaking his clothes prepared his body for priestly sacrifice. God anointed Jesus, declaring that the Messiah would not die in vain. God anointed Jesus, declaring that the Messiah's death would bring salvation and life. God redeemed the Messiah's death through the woman's prophetic anointing. Her story would always be told with the good news so we might know God's power and resolve to save us. God is not cruel. God will not, does not will bad things to happen. God works to bring good out of evil and life out of death. A couple weeks ago, Bill Hessian lay dying in his South Loop apartment. The pandemic prevented Bill from being visited by neighbors, friends, and many family members. His daughter knew they wouldn't get the funeral they wanted because of the restrictions on group gatherings. So she created a public invitation for anyone who knew her father to come say their goodbyes. Countless people walked past his apartment, some holding signs, others singing, all calling up their love and thanks. The meaning of her father's life was revealed in his death. In a similar way, the meaning of our lives is revealed in Christ's death. His cross stands as a sign reminding us how much God loves us. No evil plot, no human scheme, and no turn of events can separate us from God. Christ endured the cross for our sake so that we might love God and trust God in all things. Even now, as we shelter in place in the throes of a pandemic, God is with us. God is for us. God has saved us. God will redeem our suffering and our loss. God will show us salvation and life. As we prepare for the great three days, let us do so in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection. God will work through the suffering and loss we endure now to work life in our midst. COVID-19 will not have final dominion. Only the anointed and crucified one has final dominion. Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our God. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Thank you.